Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of stories, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. <laughs> My name is Gary Farmer, and joining me is <laughs> Jeremy Bradditch. We never came up with the result. No, we didn't come mine. up with a this, for uh, much needed context before we started the show. Stories. Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy has gone through the effort of re- of writing us a a newer, pithier, flashier intro and outro sort of monologue, dialogue, uh, which we'll get to in a minute here. But part of our our discussion about that was how the intro normally is, I come in and I say, welcome to the Minimap cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions. And we so rarely cover the news here because it's only weekly. We're in Australia, so half half the time we're recording stuff, news comes out like, four hours later yeah, that like, completely we'll, invalidates anything we're doing. We'll do conventions or, like, acquisitions, but aside from that, like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're not a news podcast. No. no. Um, and so we're, we're trying to think of a way to get rid of that, because I don't just want to say, uh, welcome to the Minimap Cast, this is your weekly source of gaming questions and impressions. That's actually not that bad, now that I've said it out loud. Yeah, I mean, in, you need three. I like... I want to have the three, though. Yeah, yeah no, and so yeah, I was like, gaming stories, gaming, and what, what, what was the one you said after that? <laughs> uh, like, tales, adventures. Yeah, tales, and then we started saying, like, escapades and yeah. anecdotes, gaming. <laughs> gaming anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> gaming trials and tribulations. Yeah. Uh, you know. That 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 particular detail of that particular entry needs needs some massaging. Jeremy, how's your week been? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know it's been all right. Just been been hanging out. Oh, I forgot. Hang on. Oh, what's he what's he doing? He's he's rolling back in his chair. He's gathering his headphone cable to reach as far into his room as he can. It's close to the chair, but not that close. <gasps> oh, Jeremy! I built. Last week I saw that you had the box for this. I built this. T- Tell the people what it is. This is the Lego Mario 64 question mark block. <laughs> this thing is very dense. It is very mm. heavy. Um, it's actually is- just a storage box. You, uh, you, you build the <laughs> yeah. walls and then you just dump the rest of it. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this thing is wicked cool. This is like the coolest fucking thing. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to show you um, some of the some of the goodies hidden inside. Okay, I'm going to try to describe it. So okay. Jeremy's holding the the. It's a big. It's about as big as his head. A bit bigger than his head. Probably bigger than my head even. Which is which is really saying something. Yeah, it, it the is. Yellow question large. mark block from Mario. So you push down. You push on the on the top. Whoa! And this whole diorama flips out. And on the left is is the snow world, and on the right is. Bob on Battlefield, and the top is Princess Peach's castle, and what's at the bottom? Uh, it's oh, the, the lava land, the, the lava, lava land. one, the with the with the volcano in the middle, and the bullies, and the eyeball. This is so hard to do because I forgot I was going to do this. Um, oh, there's a there's a star, and there's King Bob on. This is really cute. It is it is so cool. Um, so, so, some parts of it open up as well, so like. Inside. Whoa! The castle, you can see inside. It's like a cross-section. I'm trying to show it. Yep, there we go. You can see inside there that there's... There's the, the staircase. The, and there's there's little blocks which have got the paintings on it as well, which is really cool. 
and like the 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 tile on the floor for the little um like the centerpiece where you stand in the middle and look up in the into the skylight and it takes you to a secret level. Tiny Yoshi. On Yoshi's the top. at the back. That's really cool. Uh, when I saw this originally, when people documented this when it was being released, I looked at all of these little dioramas and I thought, so you get this big question mark block, but then all of the dioramas it shows are like an eighth the size of the block and also they're really, really, really low detail. Um, but seeing it sort of in situ is really impressive. Oh, Jeremy, please tell me there's there's a slide inside the mountain in, of the snow level. There is! Yeah, it's really cool. That's amazing. It's great. It's so good. Wow. That's so cool. How uh, long did it take you? Uh, se- Who knows? Seven or eight episodes of Better Call Saul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're just a little hot on the mic. Sorry. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm moving around a bit. Um, as well as Kerry, let me hang on. Let me just let me just put this part away. He's putting all the he's concertinaing all the levels in together. Wow, it flips in there so neatly. It flips. It flips like the. Did you ever? I know the answer to this question. Did you ever have the the flip heads, the Power Rangers flip heads? No, I did not. Which is it was just them in like Power Rangers outfit, and their head was attached on a swivel, and like you could press their their like morphing like belt buckle which is where they kept it right and like the the front and back opened up which gave the spring enough room for for it to flip the head around and it, instead of it being like the teenager's head it became the power ranger helmet right okay that's cool and that's so you cool. just sit there and uh and finally <gasps> it's it's Doug Dougie Bowser oops hang on He's stuck. I think so. Oh, he's he's tipped. Yeah, I think he's falling out. That's fine. He comes out. What, what, what secrets are you hiding, Doug? Oh, so mechanical. It's the the final world where you fight him. Is it? It yeah. just looks like a black disc. It's 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 hard to tell. It is because this also spins. Yeah. And there's room to put a Bowser and a Mario, like at each other. So, like, oh, like Mario so Mario's spinning. That's cute. It's very cool. Great. Yeah, that's way cooler than I gave it. When than I gave it credit for. Is it like way more mechanically complex than you realize just from seeing the completed thing? Kinda. It's about as mechanically complex as I expected it to be. Um, only because okay. like the there's there's no there's no real gears or anything like a lot of the a lot of what makes it work is like rubber bands and um, uh-huh. just wheels running on tracks. Yeah. Um, w- what is amazing is that they've got it all to fit into something like this. I think I think that is the you- the actual most impressive thing. Do you feel like there's any dead space? Like there's there's empty room in there that they didn't use? Or Def- definitely not. Or is this puppy maximized? So you can look inside the bottom. Oh, look, it's... Whoa! That's amazing. Look at the rubber bands, just like you said, and everything stacked in on itself in there too. That's so fascinating. Oops. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. 
man, like space and like capacity and volume and stuff is wild, man. That's what I've been doing. Thanks for sharing. I uh, I have nothing near that exciting. Uh, what did I do this week? Uh, play games, I guess. <laughs> says, yes, please don't drop it. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. That's a, that was a lovely detour. What we're going to do is we're going to trial run this brand new intro that Jeremy's written for us that I was editing as we were coming in here. So let's see how this goes. If you have any feedback, feel free to message us at the appropriate places that I'm about to mention in this intro, okay? Okay? So everyone ready? Everyone about to get your listening ears ready? Your your critical thinking hats on? Your, 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 uh, I don't know what else to say to get ready, so I'm just going to do it. All right, here we go. Do it, I will. This is the Minimapcast, minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favourite weekly games podcast. You can catch us every week on any platform of your choice or on any podcast platform of your choice, I should say, or you can watch us on YouTube or even catch us live on Twitch as we record the show. If you like what you're hearing, please give the show a positive rating wherever you are listening to us. And if you want to join us as we record the show, we are live every Monday 5:30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time or Daylight Time, whatever it is at the whichever half of the year it is, yeah. at slash minimapau or from our YouTube channel minimapau. There's no URL for that yet. It's a bit weird. You can find the YouTube links though on our site minimap.com.au. Uh, before, during, and after the show, we do hang out with Twitch chat, which is always a good time. Uh, we'd love it if you came and joined us there to hang out. Uh, be sure to keep up to date with us when we post a new episode or anything else for minimap.com.au. You could do that by following our Instagram, our Twitter, our TikTok, and Twitch accounts. That is at minimapau for all of those accounts. Uh, it's a great way to find uh, when our episodes go live and what the topics of each show are going to be. Like how last week we spoke about the hypothetical next generation console names. For what's coming for PlayStation 6-ish generation or the Xbox... What do we come up for Xbox? Xbox Stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also good... Uh, we're also going to mention how next week's topic is uh, how we're going to be ranking the main Halo games. Um, all of the main Halo games in the... Maybe not Halo Wars, but all the all the Halo games. That's coming up next ah, week. Halo Wars, I'll, we can put in there. Oh, I've never played it, Jeremy. Oh, you should play it. They're good. Oh, yeah, righto. I got some homework. Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And lastly, if you want to help us keep the lights and mics on, you can throw us five bucks our way and become one of our patrons. Uh, it can help us to continue to do this, which we love doing. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, and it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. You can do that by going to patreon.com.au. What? That, that was wrong. Patreon.com slash minimapau. Got uh, a script. Uh, yeah, I did. I was, I was trying to, I'm trying to eyeball the camera, but also... Well, I should have I moved the script under the, under yeah, the camera. I was going to say, I should have just put it in front of the camera. See, Code, this, uh, is, this is the perfect use case for a teleprompter. It, it would be the perfect use case for a teleprompter if it didn't have to sit in front of my computer for me to do that. What, a teleprompter? Yeah. No, you get ones that, that clip to the top. That way you look through Ooh. the camera. I like that. 
Sam says a latte with oat milk is good in the Twitch chat. That's that. Uh, that's the first thing I said to Jeremy when I read that bit. I said that's very good. So well done with that one, Jeremy. That's a great little analogy. Um, that's o- that's only half of the. <laughs> yeah. That, that's only half of our reworked uh, intro-outro combo. That was only the intro, believe it or not. Stick around and you'll hear the outro. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about games we've been playing. Um, oh, I also want to... We haven't worked this into the intro. We're also going to be talking about this week's topic of the show after the games we've been playing. This week's topic is the most livable open worlds in games. So we're going to be looking at... You know, it's sort of like how Melbourne gets voted the most livable city. You know, we're just going to look at what that means in terms of video game worlds. Um, <laughs> uh, but for now, Jeremy, what is Marvel Snap? I've, I don't think I've ever heard of this. So Marvel Snap is a mobile game that they released. Okay. It's a card game. It's a deck building card game. I'm playing. Do you put one card on top of the other until you get a, a matching result, and no. then someone slams their hand down, and you say, no. and "You click your fingers or something." I don't know. It's such a dumb game, Snap, because <laughs> it's just like you're just hitting each other as hard as you can. <laughs> did you? I ever, think you play that game differently. Well, did you ever? Did you ever play with someone who was maybe just a little bit more aggro than you? Just a bit overzealous. Just a little bit. and you just, you Sometimes. Just get, yeah. And so then like you'd play that game and they would like deliberately hit the deck of cards as like as hard as they could <laughs> so that you would then hesitate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, Mar- Marvel Snap is a, it, it's, it's, it's a phone game that came out a couple days ago and I've seen, I, I saw some people talk about it on Twitter and... Like the, the there's two conversations around it. One is that this game is um, monet- look look it's a it's a free mobile game monetarily. It's a bit predatory, um, as so many Great. of them are. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of currencies and stuff. The I think what this game has going for it is that this game doesn't have like an energy that you use when you play the game, which is good. You can just play as mm. far as as far as I'm aware, and I've, I've played quite a bit of it. I've never um, enjoyed that. Yeah, it's not it's not a good system. The only time I ever enjoyed no. it was in that Star Wars Heroes game. Um Galaxy of Heroes, I believe is what it was called. And that was because you had so much energy in that game that by the time you used it all, you were like, oh, I'm actually I'm actually done playing for now, because it turns out I've been doing right. it for two hours and that that you that, that that's how long it took to use up all my energy. Rather than an artificial limitation. At least at the beginning anyway. Bloody um, Candy Crush. Yeah. Uh, so Marvel Snap is a is a game where you build a deck of cards, which are characters in the Marvel in the Marvel universe, and then the 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 way the game works is that there's there's three lanes. Each card has a cost, and each card has a power. Um, their power is basically how much attack power it has. Their cost is how much energy it uses to place a card. Um, not only Hearthstone. These numbers like one energy, two energy, and like two two attack, three attack, or is it like one thousand? No, no, it's it's, it's, all, it's all it's all single digits. Uh, occasionally, so it's Hearthstone like a, instead of Yu Gi Oh. Yes, 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 yes. It's it's definitely Hearthstone. Um, where you, uh, 
And it's a, it's a mix of Hearthstone and Gwent, I'm finding. I don't know if you ever played Gwent Ooh. as well. Um, but, like, it's it's Gwent in the way that you, there are three lanes. Each lane has, like, total attack from each side. And you mm-hmm. want to, at the end of the sixth turn, you want to be um, controlling uh, two out of the three lanes. Um, Seems simple. Yep. It, it is It is gen- genuinely quite simple. Um, you have six, six turns in a match. Um, cards cost between one and six energy. Turn one, you get one energy. Turn two, you get two, etc. Um, and then there are different abilities on the cards as well. So, for example, Mr. Fantastic, um, he, when you put him down, any of the adjacent lanes that are next to him will gain two additional attack power on your side. Um, some of the other ones, which is like the Hulk, for example, just very strong, just has a lot of attack. You'd be shocked to find out. Um, they're all roughly kind of like based on the characters which I'm which I'm finding quite fun. Captain America gives all of the adjacent all of the uh, cards near uh, near him like more power as sort of like as if he's like rallying them. Um, Ulysses Claw, um, the the Black Panther villain, the right hand side lane of wherever you place it gets more power, which I think is funny. Because um, like that's his right arm, yeah, which yeah, is because, mechanical. Because he's got the, he's got a claw on his right arm, or he's got like a gun. Um, and then, and you could also only put four cards in any lane. And then each each lane has like a battlefield associated with it, which is like just a just a modifier on that lane. For it might be, um, you know, after five turns, you can't place any more cards, so you can't use any six energy cards on it, for example. Or it might be like whoever has the most, um, whoever has the most. Uh, the, the the strongest card in this lane gets an additional three power or something like that, right? Um, this, some of them are funny as well, which are like um, like any card you place here will just be destroyed immediately. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is which is funny. Um, and they're all they're all Marvel locations: West View, you know, Avengers Tower, Wakanda, etc. Um, the actual art of the game I'm finding really good. Like there, it's really flashy. It's really well, um, like uh, the, the the cards are really well animated as well as the the actual images on them are super super high quality. Um, for example, here's a here's a cool one here. I'm gonna try and put it in front of the camera to show, and hopefully it'll it'll focus in on itself. Um, it's just like, and when you when you tilt it, when you oh, get the card, parallax. yeah. With, with, so there's there's two sort of um, there's Layers. two things you're managing, yeah. Which is like the actual card game where you want to build a deck and have a deck that's very strong, but there's also an additional layer to it, which is like the collecting aspect of it, um, which is you have a like what is essentially like a rank of your collection, um, and you can upgrade cards as well. It doesn't affect how they work in the game it just affects what they look like so stock standard oh. is just the card um next level up is the the character in the card is breaking out of the frame of the card which is cool next level is the parallax level after that is there's like a little bit of animation um i think there's like eight or nine levels i'm not sure where they oh. go from there um but it's a way of like getting money into the game right it is the there is a it, it is all extraordinarily cosmetic um as well as there are like standard like buy a pack get a card from a pack of a limited run of things and those are usually better than than the ones that you just get in the game um which is where some of the pay to win stuff sort of comes from um which isn't mm. great is it um, multiplayer 
Yeah, yeah. So it's it's only it's only one v one. So right. so so every time you play, you're versing someone else. Right. Um, I've put a lot of hours into this game over the past few days. <laughs> just right. like whenever I'm doing something, when I'm watching a TV show or whatever, oh, I'll just play a couple of games, building decks and stuff. I don't build decks. I don't like card games. No. And yet, it's it's it is simple. I, okay, so th- that's not a hundred percent true. I did play. Did you a, like Gwent? I, I I liked Gwent enough, and I liked Hearthstone enough. Um, I put plenty in, enough hours into those. I found. Um, yeah. I wasn't great at building the decks though. Whereas in this, your deck is only twenty cards because you've only got six turns, and so at a maximum you can put. Eight. Uh, 24 can, cards? No, no, you can only put um, 12 cards down at all. All right. Um, and that's, and you, you, most of the time, you will not get four cards. You don't get all 12 cards down. Um, mm. You will get maybe, maybe eight, maybe 10. Um, and how many do you have to choose from each hand, each round? Uh, so you start off with like three. At, at the beginning, but there are plenty of modifiers that will give you more cards, and some cards will, like, trigger other cards to go into your hand, and there's a lot of, like, you know, crazy zany card mechanics. Um, it sounds really lean. It's, it sounds kind of nice. Is, it is really lean, and I think that's why I'm really enjoying it, because it's, it is light, and it is about working in this quite a small box, and there are, there are plenty of cards, so there are plenty of type of decks that you can build, but, like, it is it is quite a quite a, a a small area to play in um which is to its benefit i'm finding um i think it's really fun great I, i've been having I'll a good time it. with it um great so yeah that's that's marvel maybe snap I'll, maybe i'll maybe i'll download that uh, yeah, i'm so reluctant to play games on my phone because it i played um archer for like 20 minutes one day last week and my battery life suffered like for the rest of yeah like this is a three to four days afterwards it's a pretty flashy looking game um so Mm. maybe play it while your phone's plugged in i do (laughs) because my phone battery is also to be desired um but yeah um so i've been playing that the other stuff i've been playing um just like a couple of like funny little check-ins of some games that i've been playing um, I tried multiverses. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. I, I I put a little bit of time into that. Um, it was it was it was pretty fun. It's 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 weird having characters that are dedicated to support, kind of. Right. Um, and sorry for those that don't know, multiverses is the Warner Brothers Smash Brothers clone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the Warner Brothers brawler, basically. So it's like Scooby Doo and well, it's like Shaggy from Scooby Doo and Batman and Superman and fucking Ted Lasso is going to be in it. Random stuff. Yeah, yeah. Iron Giants in it. The fucking the, the Gremlins are going to be in it. Um, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. LeBron James is in it. Daffy, uh, Daffy Duck, I think. Um, yeah, it's it. Look, it, it's it's. I I need to spend more time with it because it's a game that you sort of have to learn, and I'm not even that particularly good at Smash. Um, and so jumping into this, I'm like, uh, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of language here, which is like, uh, a language I, I already don't really know. Um, the, the tutorial I found quite good. Um, it teaches you everything 
at least that I found that I needed to know at the beginning. And then once you complete the tutorial, we get Wonder Woman. And then after that, you can have like advanced tutorials as well. So they can teach you spiking and they can teach you like proper zoning and all that stuff, which um, which I think I will go through when I when I give that game another shot. Um, I think the I'm finding the animations a little bit clunky and harsh at times, but maybe that's just okay. me used to Smash Brothers, which is like, you know, the ultimate... It's just one of those, right? Yeah, it's just immaculate, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe I need to just temper my expectations just a little bit. Um, it's funny because you and I, at, at game design school where we met, saw our fair share of like Smash Brothers clones. Yeah. And like, I know as soon as you say, oh, the animations feel a bit, I know immediately what that looks like and feels like. And it's like slightly slidey, or like the animations get interrupted, or they don't get interrupted. Like, yeah, yeah. And there's it's a lot a, of such a look to it. There's also a lot of like it, it, it's not quite that bad. It's definitely like a good looking game visually as well. Like you know the, the the character models I think are really good. They're all really consistent across the board, which is good because you're sort of bringing across a lot of different types of of styles. Um. And I think like it's it's bright and colorful and it pops and it's it's easy to read. Um, there's a lot of in the gameplay part of it. There's a lot of like jumping off the edge, similar to Smash does. But it's like a it's like a defined mechanic in this where like some of the support characters, they're like they're, one of the, one of their attacks is to bring your teammate back over to where they are. Oh, so they can jump off like really far. To chase yeah. someone down and really hurt them. Yes, it's it's very it's not very worry about the recovery and have their teammate bring them back. Right. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's it's odd like that. Um, that's that's the one mechanic of Smash Brothers, like edge guarding and like jumping off the stage to attack and then get back. That's which is a complete blind spot for me. It's, yes. It's like there's so many parts to it that I just I can't even begin to wrap my head around it. Yeah, my old housemates used to play Smash Brothers a lot, and I used to watch them. And then every now and again, I'd jump in and play, and I'd never, I'd never, never win. Or if I did, it was hilarious because it, like I accidentally did something. Um, mm. But the there was a moment where they were like, "Oh yeah, like if you want to, like if you want to get better, you just got to learn to to jump off the 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 map more." And that just goes completely against like my brain of how to play that game. Yeah, um, and you really I, have I to never, know. I never got there. And it's so much more limited too, because you can only like attack once in the air, and if you mess up the recovery, then you're screwed. Like it's so high risk, high reward. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, so yeah, I, I played some of that. I I need to play more of that. We should play some of that. Um, and is it free? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so leading up to it, when everybody was playing it via getting it early, or uh. watching Twitch drops, which is what I did. Excuse me. Sorry, drank some Coca-Cola and now I'm burping. Um, Silly, Jeremy. If you go onto the Steam page, it's like, oh, this game is 60 bucks. And I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean 60 bucks? I thought this game was free. And everyone <laughs> thought this game was free. Turns out it is free. That $60 <laughs> thing that, that, that comes up when you search for it before the game came out is a pack, which includes the game. But because the game isn't available there, that was just sort of like an NA. And it made it look like that the game was $60. Yeah, this is awful. Yeah, it's it's. So, is it free to play for anyone to jump into right now, or do you need to sign up for a beta? It's not. Uh, out yet, right? It's 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 an open beta, I think, at the moment. Um, but it's not an open beta, but it's like it's the Twitch drop thing. So you can just 
if you watch someone play uh, the game for an hour, then you get then you link your Twitch to your WB Games account, and then you can download it. It was it was simple. I just had every it on. nearly every review on Steam is talking about how Taz the Tasmanian Devil is too strong. Yeah, apparently he's broken. I've seen some people on Twitter talk about that. Um, <laughs> Nerf Taz. Remove Scooby Mansion. Had sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's the review. Um, I, I I played the first couple levels of Power Washing Simulator on Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> okay, cool. It's we're getting a bit of buzz. How'd yeah, you like it? It's fun. It's it's okay. It's uh, very very zen. It is mm. very meditative. It is fun to to load up a level and look at just the amount of dirt and grime on everything and go, what the fuck? And then just sort of think for a minute and then go, well, better start somewhere. Um, And then you just sort of start and make your way through slowly all the way through a level, whether it be a backyard or a truck or it's a playground. Um, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of 3D. It's almost like a platformer in a way because you got to like get around and under certain things, which is fun. Um, uh, it's like look, I don't know exactly how much, how much legs it's got, but like I played it for a couple hours and went, you know what, I had a decent time. They they really went for something and they hit it. I certainly was power washing, and I felt okay, like cool. it was a power washing simulator. Um, there's a lot of each specific item is its own little tick box, which is good. So, like, for example, um, a pathway, which includes um, the path itself, the rocks on the path, and then brick skirting. Um, those are three different things, which is good. So, you're not, like, working towards a very large object. But then they break it up a little bit. So, like, like the rocks in the path might be individual. So, then you can get, like, oh, that rock is done, ding, that rock is done, ding, that rock is done, ding. So, there's a little bit of, like, good brain stuff happening there mm. um good feedback as well as like when like the the first level you do is a van um it's like the the headlights are one the bonnet is one each door is a different one the window is a different one uh the the wheel is one the, the hubcap is a different one so that there's like there's lots of different things so you feel like you're you're consistently getting that good feedback which is nice um and there's different like there's like a there's a funny little narrative thing that's happening over the top of the game. It's like it's it's very much just like building up your power washing business. Um, right. I don't know if there's any characters or any plot that really happens in it, but it it you'll get like text messages in between levels and during levels, which is good enough. Someone kills your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it would be funny if that game has a turn and it turns into like doing crime scenes. Similar it's to, like um, Coney Island, or, or like a. I don't know if you ever played Serial Cleaner. Um, no, that that that's a fun game. That that's a top-down cleaning simulator where you get you get like asked by the mob to do, um, to like you, like you you put bodies clean up in crime scenes. Yeah, like you put bodies in dumpsters. You uh, clean up blood. You clean up footprints. Um, while cops are walking around and stuff, it's like a it's a stealth cleaning game, which which is good fun. That game that game's actually really cool. Um, the final game that I've played this week, Gary, 
Mm. Um, this is maybe this is this is in the running for the game name of the year award. Oh, okay. I played a game called Queer Man Peering into a Rockpool.jpg. Right. Uh, right. What is this game about, Jeremy? This game is about a queer man who stares into rock pools um, and has funny little, like, things happen. It's, it's very weird. It's a very, very esoteric game. Um, it is like... Okay, I'm going to read the synopsis to you because it's, it's, I will have trouble, like, summarizing it. A joyful, strange experience in which a middle-aged queer man toddles around a strange island attempting to refurnish his empty house. Now, I know what that might sound like, but let me tell you that this world is almost post-apocalyptic and he's got this very strange little mini volcano that is shooting out colours in the centre of his house. Um, Okay. Is that the rock pool? No. So the rock pools are around your house, which is on an island, and you peer into them, and occasionally a little like, like globule will, will come out of it, and you talk to it and say, "Follow me," and then it like will roll with you for a little bit, and then you walk into your house, and then the rock, the the little globules will then fire into your housemate, who is the volcano. <laughs> Wait, what? And, yeah. And then you like you break it up and it turns into furniture like lamps or um chairs uh dresses um uh-huh it's very funny okay uh, it is it is it is very very gay in 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 just the the best fucking way um okay uh there there are many funny lines of dialogue that are just like like the entire thing is just like it, it, it's so weird it's such a weird game because then you're like typing on the computer to your like to your friend and then you print it out which is weird and you you're collecting postcards as well and then part of the world is changing around you and the water looks like it's 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 dropping so you can get to more places um there's a really great quote here, which is just like a gay loves his lamps, which is very funny. Um, that is funny. It's like the 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 style of it. It's very pastel colors. The animation is quite simple, but it works. And and there's a button to like you walk around this world, and you have like your run button is a skipping button, but <laughs> but but it doesn't make you walk any faster. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really funny. Um, I don't know. It's great. It's really good. Right. Where'd you see this? Uh, Leah from... Uh, what's the name of the publication? Did you get a ga- game? Just something. Um, I saw an article about it. Um, okay. Uh, Games Hub. I can um, yeah, uh, they did a, a like a like a mini review on it, and I read it. I'm like, I'm gonna buy that game. <laughs> that game looks mm. great. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out it is. Wow, um, 
That's wild, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to finish it before the other day. But I was playing it and going like, oh, I haven't played a weird game in ages. It's been so long. This is great. It's so funny. Yep. Highly recommend it. Okay, great. Right. I uh I don't think it's very I, long. I think, I think it's I think it's gonna be like like four hours. Thinking about that is very much like Trying to think what the process was, what the what the stimulus was that in that 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 encouraged someone to decide to do that. It seems very it seems very strange. It seems very hard to grasp, but very funny. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't have anything anywhere near as interesting to talk about today for what I've been playing this week. Uh, played more Fall Guys. Played with B, which was fun. Uh, played. Played some more Horizon yesterday, finally. Um, about eight hours in, and I'm barely out of the daunt. Uh, but the the shield wing is very good. The mm. the the, para- mm-hmm. the 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 future tech hang glider. Yep. Um, it's so good. It just frees up the 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 momentum, and it ties in with the grapple hook that you get earlier in the game, and mm-hmm. like just makes Horizon feel so much more open and like not scary like i can explore i can be like oh i can just go down there and find a way back up because there's there's a resource down there which means i can get down there and there'll be a way back up yep and i could just i could just explore yeah Um, you you can see like the thought they've put into it right like you can see them really look like taking a a a more critical eye to their world Mm. and going like okay what do we need and how do we make this better? Yeah. What were people getting stuck on? Mm-hmm, how can mm-hmm. we remove that? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm finding the combat way more satisfying in this game. Right. And I'm not sure why. Like, I think, because I, I just felt like enemies were bullet sponges or arrow sponges in the last game. Like, even if you hit their weak spot, you'd do like 20% more damage, but like, you still had to just keep plinking them for ages. And this is like, no, if you do the weak spot, with the right ammo, you'll just kill them. And, like, that's good. Or, like, if you hit them with the wrong arrow, it will still do a huge amount of damage. And so you can kind of... It, it could be a bit more scrappy, you know? It could be a bit more like, oh, I finally got one good shot off there, but then they, they tackled me to the ground, and then I just slashed at him a couple of times, and I got that one, and then there was another one behind me. It can be a bit more dynamic, whereas I felt like in the previous game, it was very much like you got to tie this one down because you have to critical strike it because that's the only way you're going to do enough damage. And if you don't do that, then you're just going to be running around crafting arrows every 10 minutes, every mm. 10 seconds. I'm interested if, 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 that, if that keeps up for you. Okay. Because I found it, 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 it became the same for me. Ah, okay. I didn't, that was my least favorite part of the combat, but I'm, yeah, you know. it's like, look, it's, 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 it's the combat, you know, um, but it's a, uh, I found that there's a, there's a bit more focus on gear in this one than there was in the last one. Uh, um, so, like, making sure you've equipped the right things for the right kind of um, encounter. Like, there are more weapon types in this one now, so it's there's more you you, you can play with it more. Um, but yeah, a little mm. bit. Okay, I mean that's fine by me. I mean, it did feel a bit like it didn't matter what I was wearing in the last game, right? Like you just kind of put something on and like I don't know that's good. Oh, I don't. I don't mean armor. I mean, as in right. like weapons, and then like the different, oh, okay. like like the 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 weapon modifiers and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Um, the other thing I've been doing is I've been surprisingly drawn into Jack still. I, I'm still playing Jack and Daxter, which I just didn't think I would be doing. Yeah, um, right. Not the first game. Um, you know how last week, Jeremy, I mentioned that, that, that there's time travel in that game and like who knew? Yeah. Turns out it's like the whole point of the ending of the game. Right. Okay. Jack 2 spoilers, everyone. Watch out. But huh. it turn, turns out Jack is from the future that you're in in Jack 2. And you have to protect the young kid at the end, which is you, and send him back in time. Ugh. But he doesn't remember any of it, I guess. <laughs> and I'm remembering a. I'm I'm playing three, that and I'm remembering sucks. a twist. Yeah, it's not great. And I'm I'm remembering the twist from three, which is that um someone you meet in three is like your lost father. And I'm like, man, you're just this is just a story of one guy who can't remember anything and then goes through life. Yeah. Yep. Uh. But it's really fun playing three because it addressed a bunch of the random shit that I was annoyed with with two. Like, uh, A, it just looks better, plays better, feels better, runs better, controls better. Um, there's more variety. The the it, it looks just so much better. And there's so much more environmental variety, which is good. This, and then when you finally get back to the city from two... Like, it's in the middle of a war, and so it's way more dynamic. There's, like, rubble, and there's, like, fighting in the streets, which means you're never the enemy, like you were in... Well, you can't. You might be the enemy, but, like, you've got allies fighting with you. It's not like you bump one guard, and then you're being chased for ten minutes, and you only bumped them because, like, everything handles like shit. It's not like that, because instead, like, there's next to no traffic, because there's a war going on. So you don't bump into everything on the way, and, and like, right. the enemies, like, don't lose their shit if you bump into them like they're either already shooting at you and they're not that aggressive so it's okay and you can ignore them or they're friendly and they're like hey please don't run over me again (laughs) right okay and i know that sounds small but it's actually very good (laughs) all right okay if you say so the vehicles drive better it's just such an interesting you can see them moving more and more away from it, it's such a confused franchise, and you can see how Jack One was like Naughty Dog making a Spyro game instead of a Crash game, because it was fully open worlds, and instead of going through gates, it's it's just open, and you collect one hundred things in this area, and sixty of this different thing in this area, and then five of this really really shiny thing in this area, and then you move on to the next one, and the Jack Two was like, oh wait, everyone loved GTA Three, let's make a PG version of that, which they did. And then Jack 3 was like, oh, let's make that better, but also different and go do this other thing. But also we want to tell like a cinematic story with these with these characters. So like the voice acting's really better and like the, the camera works better and the, the detail in the artwork is better. Like, and you can see how it's the final step before Uncharted. You can see it having played through all of these things. It's fascinating. And like, it makes sense. It's just how that works. It's not a secret that the people who made Uncharted were the people who made Jack and Daxter. Yeah. But it's, it's just fascinating to, to watch it, especially with how confused this trilogy is. It's yeah, so confused. Right. Yeah. It's so confused. Uh, there's a couple of weird things, like they lo- they clearly lost the voice actor for Kira between two and three. So she's <laughs> she's either standing Sorry. in cutscenes and not talking. Sorry, man, or... like they couldn't find her. <laughs> yeah. Like they lost her. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know why it's it's weird because it wasn't made that long after two, but like 
She's either standing around not talking in cutscenes, or like they just keep her voice acting to a real minimum. Yeah. Um, But also the soundtrack is like, I think they really kind of, they didn't crap it out. Like it's okay. But I've been looking at a lot of Final Fantasy footage this last week of like old Final Fantasy footage, like SNES Final Fantasy and NES. And I'm listening to the soundtrack for this game and I'm like, this is an SNES level like MIDI soundtrack. It's really bizarrely like underscored. As in like not that high quality. Like it's just MIDI notes played through a lot of the time. I think it was not like that in two. I didn't have that impression with two at all. Yeah, I don't remember. So that. I wonder if I I wonder if they just had to put it out. If if they just they were just churning it out and it was like, whatever, this game's just got a MIDI soundtrack. That's just how it is. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, some of the songs are good enough that you don't notice. And other ones, I'm like, this is so low fidelity. And not just in, like, a like an asset quality kind of a way, but just in, like, an effort and tech kind of a way. Like, it's it just <laughs> feels so... It, it just it feels two generations behind all of a sudden. It's just so weird. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's fun. Okay. They give it they give you weapons like the yellow like blaster rifle which shoots normal bullets, except it's a bouncer, so it just all the bullets shoot everywhere, which solves the problem of like it's impossible to aim in that game. Which is a big problem in two, because you're just a you're a character platformer, but it's a gun, but they don't give you a, a reticle, so then they just make it so that half the guns just aim themselves, which actually really works. I know it's like I know it's look, it's time to move on, but I still can't believe they gave him a gun. <laughs> yeah. I no, like, you it's just like that's just wild to me. It's a really weird choice. And honestly, I don't think Jack and Daxter 2 had legs. Like, I don't think yeah. it would have been that good a game if they made Jack and Daxter 1 again. Because it it's clearly a very it's a, that that game is looking back. Whereas it feels like two and three are looking forward. I feel but like doing I feel that like- experimentation within a trilogy is so strange. Yeah, I feel like if if Jack 3 was a different thing altogether, or if mm. Jack 2 was like another one of Jack 1's, but like a like a better version, you know, more more environments, maybe smaller environments, some some like a more co- co- more colors. Yeah, like a a bit, a bit a bit more like cohesive all the way through. Um then I feel like that would have you know, I don't know. There's just there's two routes they went. They could have gone through, and they they went the weirdest one. They did, and I think it worked for them. Like when you think back to their legacy and how people think of those games, like I think it did in the end work. It was a gamble. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to recommend two to anybody. It takes so long for the story to get interesting. It plays worse. It controls worse. It's less interesting. And they fix all of it in three. Right. Yeah, weird. Like checkpoints even. And and like just difficulty of levels or just quality of levels. There are so many times where I was playing two and I'm like, this is only difficult because it's bad. Yeah. And if it wasn't bad, it would be fine. And I mm. would have moved past it 
20 minutes ago, but I'm stuck <laughs> because it's actually designed really poorly. Yeah, right. Like, so, yeah, it's just a strange little little world I'm in. I'm nearly, you know, I'm halfway through three. I'll be done with it soon. It's kind of sad how fast I'm going through it when I remembered how big it was back when I played it originally. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know if I've ever told you this story before, but when Dan and I, when Dan bought God of War and so we were playing through it and he wanted to play on hard and it meant that playing through God of War for the first time, I couldn't really play it. Um, And he's fine. He'd been playing games, but Dan's, Dan's not like a gamer, you know, like... I don't know, it wasn't the only thing he'd been doing with his life. So on hard, God of War was actually really hard. And it took us three months to get through of like, you know, only playing some weekends here and there and whatever. Mm. And then God of War 2 came out in 2007. He was busy doing other things. I bought it. I played it. And I beat it in a weekend on normal, I think. I'm like, oh, crap. This was meant to last me three months. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Kind of reminds me of that where I'm like, I'm getting through it. I'm like... Oh, I'm up to the bit where he returns to the city already. I thought this was like, this is meant to take me like days to get here. And it took me a day or like not even like three or four hours. Yeah. I remember spending months in Kingdom Hearts and Ratchet and Clanks. And, and now I'm, I just, I don't know what I was doing for some of that time. Yeah. But like I genuinely cannot, cannot remember why it used to take me so long. Well, you were worse. Oh, sure. But I don't remember dying a lot. I don't remember that being the. I don't remember that being the thing. Like, you might like, have been more patient. You might not have, like, I don't know, like, might not have realized how difficult things were, or we might might have been willing to put up with it, or like, we didn't have anything else to play, so why would we stop playing? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, weird. So weird. Anyway, can't wait till I finish. Jack 3, and then have nothing else that I want to play from the PlayStation Plus collection. That'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Should play a hope they, I don't know, man. I'll send you I a, don't know. I'll send you a thing. Okay. I, I, watched, I watched your housemate play that a few, yeah, few months yeah. ago, and it did nothing for me. It, ah. did, it did the opposite of nothing for me. It made me not want to play it. Ah. ah. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till the NTSC version comes out and it's proper 60 FPS. <laughs> that ga- that game's rough. Yeah, you know, yeah, with, its, yeah um, it is. with its conversion. <laughs> final thing on Jack: there are some times where the textures totally break. Like the final boss of two, I didn't know how to dodge one of their attacks because it, it, the texture just took up the whole screen because it was just broken. Like it was like a missing texture. Right. And it was what it was is it was like a ground shockwave, and so you had, just had to jump over it. But it just went all the way up. And so it just looked like this wall coming at me. And so I just started trying to like run away from it and that never worked. And then I got hit on the ground and then I just tried jumping over and it worked. But there are a few times, it's rare. It's like one in every 10 cutscenes where Daxter's face sort of breaks apart a little bit and you can see the seams in the mesh where his face comes apart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is how they get him to be so expressive because they just stretch and pull him like he's a cartoon, but he's in 3D. Love but you shit. look on... These PS4, PS2 remaster things, occasionally you, you could just see see the cracks. He literally cracks open. It's very strange. Uh, we're going to go to a break now, everybody. Um, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about 
the most livable open worlds. So I think it's, uh, you know, Horizon and and Jack and Daxter are a, a fairly rel- relatively decent or at least interesting entries into that into that uh, into that question. Uh, Jeremy, I'm waiting for you to hit the button. Uh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry. Let's see how long I can vamp for. Uh, stick around, everybody. We're going to hang out in chat while we on the break, and we'll see you in a minute. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've spent the we've spent the last forty five minutes arguing Why about fucking bananas. Don't <laughs> Jeremy said that right before we went live again, which is really weird. I thought you said wife for a second, like <laughs> my, my wife. <laughs> like Borat. Yeah, but like Bogan Borat. Yeah. Bograt. Hmm. Uh hey everyone, we're gonna talk about uh the most livable open worlds in video games. Which is a bit of a strange topic. We've got a few... We did some brainstorming with the chat while we were in the break. Um, it's a weird topic to answer, but it's a fun one. I think it's a really fun hypothetical discussion. Um, we need to define what livable means. We, yeah, so, we do. Like, um, and so to, to just to, to quickly start off, I did Google, like... You know how, like, Melbourne for a long time has been the most livable city in the world and places like Vienna and all that stuff. I did go to that website. To, like, oh, to so find like, out what, what the criteria is. Oh, yes. perfect, Jeremy. Yes. Please, um, I, cl- I clicked on show me the summary and it asked me for every single aspect of my life and so I didn't give it that and so I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I went there and it asked for, like, my name, my email address, my phone number, my, my job Whoa. title and my company. Whoa. It was very odd. I was like, I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> you didn't give it fake information? I couldn't be bothered. Right. What I should do, actually, because I've got, I've got one password on my computer and it can save like, like information like name, address, all that stuff. I should make a fake one so I can Create auto-fill a user. that. Yeah. Yeah. Create a dud. Yeah, I should do that, actually. My uncle, his entire online presence is a, a pseudonym. That's quite similar to his actual name. And so anyone who knows him will be like, oh, that's him. But like, different. It's not the same name. It's just different. <laughs> Makes it funny. Um, yeah, it's like when I, when I made my, my Turkish PlayStation account um, to, to do some of the, the, the sneaky little like get, get PlayStation now. Yeah. Um, and the, the username for that is just Turkish Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to put a number in or anything? Nope, nope. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm the only Turkish Jeremy. Um, yeah, most livable city, most livable place, most livable world. I think. Look, I think a big aspect of this is going to be being able to survive and not die. Um, yeah. So lack of lack of constant danger is going to be pretty high on the livability list. Little, the livability like tier list yeah of of needs hierarchy of needs yeah how, how dangerous is it am i am i living day to day do i have a house yep can i can i can i raise a family that kind of you know like is there a world ending cataclysm on its way that i am potentially likely to be a victim of yeah 
Yeah. Regardless I, of the outcome. Am I at war kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a big part of that is going to be that. As well as like quality of life, you know, just like, you know, for example, in The Last of Us Part 2 at the beginning, there's a pretty well put together compound with people mm-hmm. and farms and they, they have, yeah, they have, um, you know, if they have hoedowns, all that stuff, right? But, <laughs> what? Key metric for livability. Hoedowns. hoedowns. I'm going to actually, I'm going to include that. Can you have a hoedown in this world? Um, that, that is now, that is now a, a, a qualifier. Um, and, you know, like, I think that's a, that's an okay quality of life. Whereas unlike, you know, maybe The Last of Us 1, which is the towns in that are like, you know, just thrown together. They're always, they're always on the edge, right? They're always, they always just don't have enough food. They always just don't have enough fuel, etc. Um, There's always a fuck ton of bandits and zombies as well. Exactly. So we want to feel like we can comfortably, comfortably live here. Um, and I think maybe the final quantifier for like for uh, livable is like uh, how nice is it to like is this a nice looking world? Am I living in a box? Like where am I? Right? Like just general mm. aesthetic, I think, is a good one to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any more you want to add? Or I don't think so. I think that's a. I think that's all. All the 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 main points there. Um. I think it's going to be difficult to try and balance the worlds you might most like to be in from an interest's sake with livability. Like some of the most interesting ones are some of the ones that are filled with the most conflict. Um, that's, a, that's a large part of gameplay in these games is, is like there is a conflict, you're going to solve it. And that is part of the gameplay loop. And that's part of the justification for whatever you're doing. Um, but yeah, trying to... Trying to pick a place that's interesting without being like lethal is going to be an interesting dance. Um, and yeah. like we we're also discussing, we we're also discussing in the in the break how, um, like I, when we're looking at these worlds, are they pre or post conflict? Yeah. Right? Like when we were talking about uh, Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter before, right? Ratchet and Clank games, you can't play them post-conflict. They don't... Those worlds in Ratchet and Clank, they actually have never existed. You can't be in a world where there is no... Th- you can't be in a Ratchet and Clank game that is without threat. Because as soon as you finish the game, you can either go back in time to before you beat the boss, or you can start all over again. Yeah. And to be fair, that's what the game's about. It's about solving the, that problem. And then when you solve it, the game's over. Like, I get it. It's the... But um, it, it's... I- it reminds me of when Fallout 4 were doing their thing, like, and for the first time ever in a Fallout game, you'll be able to play after you beat the main, main campaign. <laughs> and you do, and Ooh. it's like, there's fucking nothing to do. Like, it's just yeah. like, complete side quests, I guess, but, like, this doesn't help me at all. <laughs> yep, totally. Or, like, if I, when I finish Jack 3, and, like, there's no more missions to do, but the world's no different, like, there's still, there's still a war going on in the city, even though we beat it, mm-hmm. or, like... It, like it, it's just those worlds don't exist. So I think when we say is it pre or post conflict, I think we have to say it's pre conflict. It's like it's mid game world. Can you live yeah. in this? It's mid this the world as it is presented to us that has been developed and shown to us. 
I think I think that's the case. Hmm. It's always a weird push and pull. It, it happened a lot in like the PS2 era, I want to say. Like, you see a lot of that like, oh, we're trying to give you more places to go and things to do in any order you want, but also like oh, to me, it the story's big- still linear enough. But to me, it was the big PS3 era of like, you can make choices, except the end of the game is just like, you want to be a dick or do you want to be a good guy? And it's like, oh, you know, there's not, not a whole lot of nuance here. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's true. You know, it's interesting. Like you say that you think the the good and bad guy games, and I, I think immediately to Mass Effect. I don't think I would count Mass Effect as an open world because so much of that game relies on linear story missions. Like, you can go to different places, but, like, all of the mission content you can't go to again afterwards. Right. Okay. And, like, the open... It, it's, it's, a, it's a string of different planets you can go to. I don't know. It's, it's a, that's a weird one. Mm. Um, Jeremy, I'm going I'm to start us off with right. a suggestion from chat that we got during the break, which I thought was really good from Sam. Uh, which was Minecraft. I think that's a really good neutral starting place. Yeah, one of mine. Um, and I honestly think it's a decent, a decent uh, pick for livable. I don't think it's particularly exciting in and of itself because it is kind of just like a different Earth. Um, but you know, you 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 start life as you know. This isn't us being teleported into these worlds as we are now, this is us like being like an NPC or a hero or us being a genuine part of these worlds, having to live in them. You know, maybe we're, maybe we're the, the villagers. We're going ah in the, in the village. Um, but I think there's, there's a lot you could do in Minecraft because Minecraft, it's like a game built on rules, right? It's a, it's about, you know, how, how fast the day night cycle is and how you need this resource to gather this resource to gather this resource. I feel like it's simple enough that it's been pared down that I could survive in that world in a way that would be way more difficult in real life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like it would be like the light mode of having to survive in the wilderness in literal real life. Yeah, I don't need like, to worry it- about, like, where I bury my poo. I don't need to worry about, like, skinning a beaver. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, all that gross shit. Like, I just need food to fill up my my food meter and to not get hit in the head too many times and to not fall off a ledge. And aside from that, like, just bury yourself in the mountain at, at night and you can make some cool shit during the daytime. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look, I think, I think the other part of it is, but, like, also remember that there are zombies and there are... Yes. Creepers. Spiders, skeletons, creepers. Creepers are oh a big my. one. Mm-hmm. Um, just walk, walking bombs, you know. Um, That's true. Spider jockeys. Yep, skeletons. Um, and look, I think I think the to live in Minecraft, I think would be, you would be an adventurer. But I don't oh, think... Oh, you think that's a, a necessary part. I don't know if you would, well, I don't know if you'd look you you could just be a farmer and you could live and be content but I feel like you would the world lends itself to you having to go out and build a you know a great big thing right um which requires resources from the nether maybe yeah I haven't even thought about the nether I actually forgot about it um yeah I th- I think I think it is a, it is a livable one but it is not a. It is not a. Not without peril. True. No, it isn't without peril. 
I think it's important to... We have to remember that these worlds are open. These are open worlds. Yeah. And so I think at that point, once we're in the worlds, I think it's a bit... At that point, I don't really want to codify what it would mean to be in that world. It's kind of like... What I think is good about Minecraft is so many of those dangerous parts, but except for nighttime, is something that you can choose to engage or not engage with. You can make some cool stuff without going to the nether. You can make some cool stuff without having to worry about lava. Yeah. And like, I like the idea of being in Minecraft, making a, a compound or a nice house or a nice life for myself and fencing it up and yeah, animals maybe farming and and maybe make us, making some cool wall structures and all of that. And seeing what I can make with the stuff that I can without being too worried about getting shot in the head. Like, it's a danger. It's, 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 a, it's a factor. Yeah. Um, but you can engage with each of those different things as you want to. Um, yeah, I would definitely be much less adventurous in a, in a permadeath Minecraft mode, and which I feel like this is akin to. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Because, like, NPCs don't come back in Minecraft. <laughs> no, no. No, they don't. Um, so, quality of life, up to you in a way. I would say, are we going to give it, like, a number? Oh, we can give it, a like, a... It doesn't have to be a number. A, but a word? We, yeah, a word. A word? I would say the livability of Minecraft is... Uh, flexible. Okay, flexible. Um, is it a nice place to be? I think uh, it is. Yes and no. Yeah, yes and no. It's it's nice in the way that like, like a a park on the side of a street can be nice. Like it's just kind of a park on the side of the street in the middle of a city. But like, there's grass and there's trees and and like there's 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 bunnies running around and you can swim in lakes and make a boat yeah no i think it's nice it's nice yeah. in a naturalistic kind of way can you have a hoedown uh, hoedown in minecraft i don't think you i don't think you oh, can i think you, you can. can there's music I th the music is good but you remember your your legs and arms are, are quite less articulated i don't think I feel like you have to be able to bend your knees to have a hoedown, which I, Minecraft I characters cannot yeah, do. Yeah, you can crouch. Yeah, Tootie says crouch, 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 crouch. I That's think true. I, I think you can have a hoedown. I think you what? would you would find a way. Okay, okay. Uh, Sam was saying that enemies coming to life at night is like if nightmares were real and hurt you. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't and think they also be. they also say I feel like you can only be a protagonist in Minecraft. There are no NPC roles real. Really, that's not true, Sam. Because you do have the the you can trade with the the pig villages and the Nether. There are the villages in the overworld um, who you can trade with, and um, well, that's mostly it. Uh, or protect their villages. Um, and there is there's like the wandering traders as well, with like the the llamas as well, which show up. I don't think I know them. There there are some NPCs in Minecraft. Not many though, uh, and they don't they don't talk. No, they, they don't look like they're having the best time. Yes, but are you imagining being a villager? I'm imagining being a being. sentient person who might go and make a village. I'm not going to be a testificate. I'm not going to be a... Nah, I'm not going to be Squidward, but like... Yeah, I think we're people, but we're not necessarily the adventuring type. Yeah. Um, it's an open world. We can be who we want. Uh, we, might not be, we might not be the us that we are right now in that world tomorrow... 
but some part of it has to be that we are us, I think. Yeah. Mm. What do you got, Jeremy? No Man's Sky. I wrote that down too when I saw it. Yes. Mm. Let's do it. I think No Man's Sky is fascinating because it is... It, open it is, worlds. It is very, very open. It is, is, is mm. perhaps the most open of games. It um, really is. It is very dangerous in some places. And some places, not at all. In some places, it's completely safe. There are planets where there's like, there is, you know, some some plants that will like hit you. But mm-hmm. like, aside from that, like, you know, there's fauna. That's true here. That's well, true on Earth. I mean, I don't know of any plants that will hit me, but... You ever seen Little Shop of Horrors? I, I haven't. I know that I know what you mean, but it's not in this world. Um, we got little ones of them. Uh, or like when you're walking a, a forest path and like someone holds a branch and then they they let it go and it. <laughs> I think that's someone hitting you, but but I, I digress. Um, there are there are beings. There are there are there's trading opportunities. There are mm-hmm. raiders. There are like space pirates. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. But there's also there are also the sentinels. Also, the Sentinels—they are there to 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 make sure the the universe order sort of stays stays in. Yeah, they might they might order. mess you up, but they'll they might mess up other people and keep mm-hmm. keep you safe. Um, you can you can build structures, you can fly space squids and whales, and there's a lot you can do in No Man's Sky. It's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this would be a really really amazing place to live. Once again, not without peril, but. Hmm. I think definitely livable. You could definitely make a, a a living place to live in No Man's Sky. When I've played No Man's Sky, there are very few times that I've actually died. Mm-hmm. Even although I've been contending with like radioactive surface or sentinels coming after me or pirates in space, it's very rare that I can't escape something, that I can't heal through something, that I can't avoid or overcome the obstacles in front of me and and progress. Um, which I think puts this game very high on the livability scale. I think so. Um, because, you know, these threats are things that we can't control. They are going to be there. But if we can manage the threats when they, when they occur, if they are able to be overcome, I think that's, that's quite... And, quite and, quite a good factor, quite a strong factor. And even if you wanted to be a, a an NPC in this world, there's plenty of opportunities for trading. Um, there's plenty of ship captains. Um, there's plenty of other things that you could be doing in this world that would at least give you like a sense of like drive and purpose. I guess. Um, yeah, totally. I think I think this one is quite high up there for me. Maybe maybe my number one. Well, because not only is it survivable, but it's so pretty. It's so gorgeous. Some of the worlds can be a bit computer-generated, but like it also provides some amazing colors and nebulas and vistas and and creatures and things you've never seen before in your life. No Man's Sky is pretty... Yeah, I think that's a really strong contender because mm-hmm. it's so beautiful um, while also not being too... Volatile. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, 
Jeremy, I've got one in here that is sort of disqualified from my list that I wanted to consider, but I want to talk about why it's not on my list. Okay. And that is the world of Marvel's Spider-Man. That's on my list as well. <laughs> and the reason it's on here is because, hey, it's just New York, right? It's just Earth, right? Love, it's just I, the world. I love demands. Exactly. You know, I'm walking here and all that. The problem with Spider-Man or Marvel Spider-Man world is that it's full of supervillains. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? <laughs> you, spoilers for Spider-Man 2018. The game's amazing. If you haven't played it, you should. Spoilers for it. You remember in that game when Doc Ock releases Devil's Breath, which like just releases a, a, a virus or a, or a chemical agent on the city that like runs riot for weeks on end yeah. and kills millions of people yeah and like the supermax prison breaks and like all of the prisoners get loose and they kick people out of their homes and kill people and like yeah and there's like there's like cranes falling out of the sky and helicopters and 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 like like armored trucks plowing through the bottom floor of ancient like 1920s buildings that would probably crumble like it's not a good place to be. No, it's not. It's really not. If you survived, if you survived, if you'd feel an immense sense of gratitude for the when the the challenges were overcome by people who were strong enough to overcome them. But God Almighty, you got to get through some crap to get there. What's your quality of life there? Do you reckon? I think it's actually quite high when you're living. That's the thing. It's high for so long for the status quo. But when you're in the parts of the game that you see, which are these are the parts of the world that we live in, although to Marvel Spider-Man's credit, you do have a bit of livability before the non-livability before you come back up. You do actually have an after in that game. And Spider-Man Spider might save you and that would be very exciting. Yeah. But Spider-Man can't save you from like a bio-weapon. <laughs> Like, he can and he did, but also I'm sure millions of people died in that game. I don't know if it was millions. It definitely, like, tens to hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, 2D says you might get superpowers, though, which is a good point. It is a good point. Not great for your livability chances, I'm going to be no, honest. No, also But not. it's cool. <laughs> uh, you, you could have a hoedown. I think it's... Oh, yeah, you could have a hoedown. And also, Spider-Man happens to be walking past you. You get a high five, you get some finger guns. That's a good time. Mm -hmm. um, I think the livability balance, like, it, it balances out to, like, a six. You know? It's yeah. not calamitous most of the time, but by the definition of being in that world, you are going to experience bad things happening. You know, you could be one of the the emergent crimes, you know, the city crimes, the <laughs> someone stole my car or the... Yeah. Or... You know, someone's you're, trying to break into my truck. Or, yeah, or like, I work in a bank. <laughs> Your insurance premiums have skyrocketed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like, it balances out to a six. It's still, like, you could live there I, totally mm, happy for a good while. And, I and think then Rhino's going to come crashing through your shop and maybe kill your son. Like, I, th I think we need to remember as well that I think it needs to be brought down maybe to a four. Because of the militarization of the police that happens in that city. Yes. I think that brings it down. 
by a lot, okay. actually. <laughs> yeah, and the, like, the reason there are superheroes is because there's so many supervillains. Like, it's all the time. Even at the start of that game, when Doc Ock isn't there, there's just so much petty crime. And then there's, like, the Shocker and, and like, random nonsense. It's, and, like, Kingpin. It's daytime Gotham. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Spider-Man, Spider-Man's New York is just daytime Gotham. Yeah. Which honestly is better than nighttime Gotham. It is better than nighttime Gotham. Or or daytime Gotham. It's just better than Gotham. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh I think it's it's a nice place to be visually. You yeah. know, New York looks nice. Yeah. Uh my final one. Mhm. Uh the the world of the Lego Star Wars. <laughs> Oh my god, this is amazing. This is such a left turn. Please go on. People don't really die in these games often. Kind of. Okay. They do and they don't. The stormtroopers die, just don't be a stormtrooper. But the people <laughs> in that in in the rich games it's there's not many deaths. There's there's silly slapstick moments, little vignettes. Yeah, you of, might get your arm popped off, but that's going to be severely like significantly less fatal than if you were a human being. If you do die, uh, crosses appear over your eyes, which is hilarious every time. Um, look, I think I think being a merchant, being a being a like a like a smuggler, being a uh, working at a shop, like like a, like a, like a diner, like Dexter. Um, I was going to say, can I be Dex? You could be Dex. Um, only if you can do a Dex impression, though. Ah, uh, Camino. <laughs> that's uh, water. <laughs> no, it's not. Ah, Camino. That's oh, yeah, water. That's like, water. Uh, I try, I'm trying to think. Obi Wan. He's, he's more. He's more. He's more gruff. He's more. He's got more voice than that. Obi Wan. Yeah. Try the. It's yeah, a, it's a the, bit water. The, I know what you there's mean. a little bit of water in there. Um, uh, you got to say like cloners. Yeah, I can't. I can't figure out his accent. What is it? Because he's got an interesting voice, but then he's got yeah. a weird accent. Yeah, it's like yeah. It depends um, how big your pocketbook is. It's yeah. American. Yeah, he's American. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I think that there is. Look, there is a lot of fighting happening in in the world of Lego Star Wars, but it never seems serious. You can you sure. can you can run a shop while there's fights happening directly mm-hmm. in front of it. Um, you might meet some Jedi; they might just wreck your shit because they want studs, and that <laughs> sucks. But they uh, there's plenty of cool things. <laughs> they might kill you over and over again. Yeah, um, everything is made out of plastic. It's pl- very easy to build things. Very easy to build things. Um, Hate well, to see what that world's like in fifty years when none of it biodegrades, but we'll we'll, we'll get we'll get to that. Well, it's gonna be the same. <laughs> It'll be, <laughs> and it's fine. You're living in it. Um, true, true. Uh, look, the, the can you survive? I think you can. Um, quality of life, I think it's all right. I, th- I think it's I think it's okay. No, no, they they have food in Lego, Tootie. They there's there's Lego chicken wings. Um, Sam, uh, no, Sam. Jeremy, have you ever seen a Lego character eat something I, before? I want to say I have, but I don't remember. They 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 hold cups a lot. They, they do. They hold them. They do hold cups. What do, what do they do with them? 
do they have they ever drink anything from them? Drunk? Drunken? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually know. See, I'm I'm sitting here going, this would be I think this is a very safe place. I think this is, would be very livable. And it would be fun. I think it's sort of a utopia esque place. I did just call Jeremy Sam. Sam I didn't even notice. It was a slip, slip of the tongue. Um, it's because I was looking at chat when I when I was trying to talk to Jeremy. Um, <laughs> while while Tootie was I'm in chat about, and not Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's name's there. When I, what I'm worried about is it's so utopic, if that's a word. Utopian? That makes more sense. Utopic. Where I'm... That's <laughs> where you buy emo clothes. I can't wait to hear Jeremy's utopic today uh, mm. on the show. I'm worried that there's not enough spice, you know? It's like too much, like you really love fried rice, right? And you you wake up in the morning and you have fried rice. And then for lunch, guess what? You've got more fried rice. And then for dinner, holy hell, it's time for some fried rice. And then breakfast tomorrow morning, fried rice. And then lunch, you you won't believe what's in my fridge. It's fried rice. And then for dinner... This is the next day. This is dinner two times in a row. I'm going to have fried rice. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the the happiness and the 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 jokes and the slapstickability of it all is going to wear on you after a while and break you down. I think you're forgetting how many worlds there are in Lego Star Wars. There are nine movies worth of worlds to explore. Are any of them capable of more than three different emotions and are any of them able to be non-positive? So, I, I might need you to break that one down for me a little are bit further. any of those worlds like uh, able to give you the capacity to experience more than just three emotions? Can I have an example? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> What do, you, what do you mean? Are they capable of... What? I'm saying being in the Lego Star Wars world, being in a Lego game world, yeah. it seems it would be effusively positive. Okay. Stiflingly positive. Stiflingly positive? Yeah, like positive to a fault, like Truman Show positive. Like The Death Star, uh, I don't think, is that positive. Show. Yeah, but it is in the Lego Star Wars world, isn't it? They're all having a great time on there. Like even the when they're show? trying to defeat the Death Star. No, we got to go back a little bit. Who dies in the Truman Show? Doesn't doesn't his, isn't his like dad dead because he like he died on the boat and that's why he's afraid of water? But oh, like none of them are dead. Well, no, but he thinks they are. Oh yeah, all right, right. The the show, the Truman Show, not not inside the world of the Truman Show. Well, that's inside Truman's world. Yeah, but that's that's a fake world. What are we talking about here, Jeremy? <laughs> Look, I think I think <laughs> that there are there are it is a primarily positive world. Okay. But what's wrong with that? <laughs> is that a bad thing? Do you want to go somewhere negative? You can go to Dagobah. Dagobah's not that fucking nice to be. <laughs> but it would be if Yoda was there and he was making jokes and singing the song about seagulls, because, like... And what's wrong with that? Oh, nothing. You want to go to some sad places? 
It's it's just the argument the of, Jack you know, world? <laughs> it's the argument of like without without like sort of without the downtimes, how can you experience the good times? Without the good times, how can you experience? How can you appreciate the downtimes? Like that's the argument I'm I'm posing here. Do you think it would be genuinely enjoyable to live in for your whole life? Yeah, you're in Star Wars, my friend. Like, <laughs> like you know, there's. I think there's enough variety. Look, there's plenty of things that can go wrong. There are Sith. There are killers. There are bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. There are wars in the Star Wars. Oh, right. There's spaceship combat. There's bad things can happen. Okay. Um, you know, they do pod racing. That's dangerous. Um, Tootie, Tootie, your sentence here says, is that just downtime for propaganda though? What's it, what is that relating to? Which is, what is the that in that sentence? I, I, I think it, it's relating to you saying, can you truly live in a true, can you live happily in a truly happy world? Right. Without um, being propaganda. Well, I, I think what I'll, what what he's saying is that like you don't I don't think you necessarily need the bad to be oh right 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 yeah 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 to maybe you don't need absentness to have the heart grow fonder I think utopias can exist. Whoa, this is this is amazing, Jeremy. I've been watching a lot of a show called Ted Lasso the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I've been talking a lot about it off yeah. the podcast. And what I love about it is how positive it is in a lot of ways. You know, the end of a season is not drastically cliffhangery. You know, it's got a lot of human emotion, a lot of stuff that's really sad, a lot of real ups and downs, but the show is quite positive. What yeah. I like and love about it so much though is there are there's abusive fathers, there's talk of uh it's like like really bad relationships and what that's meant for people. It's like it's in the real world. And it's so special that it's so positive because of all the negative things that surround the people in that show and what they overcome and what they move past and what they move through. I think it isn't a utopia. It is positive. I like your I, I like your optimism though that the Lego Star Wars Star Wars world can be the utopia we all. Have well, I don't think it, I don't think it is for. a utopia, but like I think that I don't think there's anything wrong with living in a utopia. You can still have fiction with negative things in it. Negativity doesn't negate utopia. What? A, 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 a perfect world means like a world with art that is doesn't sorry a, a utopia doesn't mean a world with art that is only positive <laughs> no it's not no i uh. anyway this, you, i you, think it's too i think this is this, this is above the scope of this topic you can have many hoedowns in the lego star wars is what i'll end with. you sure can you, nothing but hoedowns so many dancing. Her down her down ability is high so, so many dances so much dancing uh, Jeremy, I got I got two final ones here. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't necessarily think it's a great entry, but I want to talk about it. I want to discuss it. Okay. 
Now, this is sort of similar to Marvel's Spider-Man in that it's kind of a real-life place-ish. Um, yeah, America. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, based on Earth, and it's, like, founded... It's, like, a, it's like Earth and yeah. humans and cities and, you know, all that. Uh, Red Dead Redemption is even more realistic than that, though. We're not worried about supervillains and superheroes. The problem is you have to live... And and for that you just you just this is one of the only ways for you to live in like the real world through this challenge, right? To sort of there's, there's like a real world loophole for you to go through. The problem with this is you have to live in like the late eighteen hundreds. And that means like probably like I don't know, what were they what are, what were they dealing with? Like Polio smallpox. Probably? Yeah. Uh, polio might just have been about to head into World War One. Yeah. They don't even know it yet, the poor bastards. Yes. And so, not, like... Not, not a lot of rights. Yeah, not a lot of equality or equity. Uh, a lot of guns. You might just get shot to death on the, oh, in the street. You might get robbed. Might get mugged. Oh, uh, that's true today. Yeah, but, like, you might... That, like, walking down the street... If, like, you leave the town, you might just get mugged. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a double digits percent chance rather than like a single digits percent chance. Yeah. But something that ranks it really highly for this, the hoedowns are going to be unreal in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> the hoedowns are going to be unmatched. <laughs> Just uh, absolutely unparalleled. That's, I, I think there's, there's no greater time to hoe down than in Valentine in 1899. <laughs> yeah, the, the dances that happen... In the the camp, the first camp in Red Dead Two, pretty unparalleled. Mm. Pretty unparalleled. And then my final world here is Horizon, and okay. I said that sort of. I, I said it sort of jokingly at this when we were ideating before in the break, and you were like, "Yeah, no, well, I don't know." I really like this world, though. Like, this is a world that I just kind of genuinely, in, like, I enjoy it. Now, uh, where Minecraft was, like, the most, the most survivable way of living through, you know, like, needing a fire at night and stuff like that. Like, Minecraft was, like, easy survival mode. Sure. I feel like this is, like, the way harder survival mode. Because while you don't necessarily have to do it in the game, the people in the world have to do the surviving. You see them doing, making villages and, like, warding off machines and, uh, like, scavenging for food and hunting for for their for their quarry and, and just trying not to die. And there are some, like, calamitous events that happen in that game. The thing is, though, there are a lot of villages. Like, while there are some people in Strife, there are a lot of places where people are only dealing with, like, oh, this fucking guy sucks and, like, won't leave me alone at the bar. Like, mm. there's there's a room, f there's room for normalcy in that civilization because it's not perfect. You're either living in a time where machines are running, like, violently across the landscape or yeah. there's, like, a plague that's destroying crops and creatures and all living things. But I just like the idea... I, I just kind of want to live in that world. I kind of... I, I like the idea of being closer to nature like that. 
with a bit more tech, the world is so much more beautiful than any other actual real world. And also, those machines are so gorgeous. I love those machines. I actually genuinely really love them. Um, their designs and their sounds and the way they move about the world. Imagine being, imagine living alongside them when they weren't uh, rampant and living alongside them when you can override them and and learning that their function in the world is to regenerate it and that all their parts are to to help regrow the world from a state of absolute decay and and destruction. Like there's a, there's a there's a there's a a magic to that to that world that I actually personally really like mm-hmm. how survivable is it i don't think it's great no not not, not very not very survivable um like you think the... red dead redemption was bad at least they've got baths you know yeah yeah like the 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 thing about one of the things that stands out to me about the, a lot of the conversations you have in um uh in horizon is that Death is a natural part of conversation there. It's always like, oh, I had a brother and he was killed. Oh, yeah, yeah, my dad, yeah, turns out died. Uh, Yeah, I'm also forgetting about all of the... um the War? like clan wars, like the the red raids, like from the from the the Mad Sun King. Yeah, <laughs> when he enslaved everyone he come he came across. It's also just like some dinosaurs could probably destroy a lot of those camps, those giant thunder jaws. It could probably run yep. through a lot of that. Yep. Um. Yeah. Look, I don't fancy your chances, but it's a nice place to be. Yeah. You can have like somewhere in the daunt, or like, or like over, you know, in the in the first game, how you're you're in the Nora lands, and then you kind of come to that first gate that then looks out onto like the rest of the world. I kind of like the idea of being somewhere around there, like a checkpoint, you know, that kind of oversees. You see the comings and goings. You see some creatures down in the valley. You don't necessarily have to get too close to them. You're still doing the hunting. You're, you're in a different climate area, so you can go from really cold and then go down the valley into something that's a bit warmer. And and the world's just so beautiful. Like, sunsets in that game are, like, are like four times more beautiful than anything that I'm ever going to experience in real life. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of just want to see it. I want to see the vibrancy of that world with my own eyes, not just through my monitor i, I want to be there not just through 4k hdr on a screen exactly only 4k hdr it's not good enough jeremy um and you know what i bet that you can have a heck and good hoe down in horizon i yep. bet you could hoe down like nobody's business yeah plenty plenty good hoe downs in in our in the world of horizon there's some there's some rambunctious rowdy party happy folks in horizon yeah you know what they, i mean yeah yeah they like to drink yeah they like to drink a lot of them are quite positive some of them are quite not but some of them are so that's good a lot of them are tired not too tired for a hoedown though not i don't never, think never 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 jerry this is a really open-ended discussion that I really enjoyed. <laughs> I'm annoyed that you made that and also annoyed that I didn't think to make that that mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. 
that's gonna. I think that's gonna do it for this week. Any last bits, Jeremy, or are we about done here? What do you reckon? No, I think I'm. I think I'm good. All right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening to that and for coming along on this journey through these worlds with us. Uh, it's. I kind of feel like. I don't know. It. We we structured it a bit more openly than we have in a, in a in recent weeks. But also oh, sorry. A- that Sam is reminding us that what is the worst place to live? Oh, you're that right. Was, that was, that the, was a, the final one. There was one topic we did want to put in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what- look, I think that it would be an open world. Open world. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I was going to say like the Doom world for a second, which isn't open. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Like if Judy's right, Fallout would be really bad. Yeah, um, really bad. Rage would be just fucking dreadful. <laughs> yeah, Rage and Mad Max, those those actual like post-apocalypse, but actually it's still kind of the the apocalypse worlds. Yeah. Um, or like Shadow of Mordor. I don't want to live in Mordor. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to live in 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 the Middle Earth basically at all. I think I can handle being in the Shire, or I don't know. There's a lot of war, not, but not like the, not in the books. That place gets attacked. Don't. Mordor, nev- no, 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 thank you. Um, Skyrim, The Witcher, they're all very dangerous and they're all pretty yeah, the fucking wi- like upsetting. Those are like terrible things happen in the towns, and also there are real there are dragons flying and burning everything down, or the wild hunters coming through and abducting and killing people willy nilly. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that that that's heavy. Is trying to. Cyberpunk, I feel, would also be a terrible choice. Yeah, just, like, there's no way to be in that world without being like upset or angry or violent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, GTA. I don't want to be in GTA's world. I don't want to be there. I, I, for me, honestly, I think that's my answer. GTA is hands GTA's down my answer. Not the worst. You could live in GTA. It would be. Like- I wouldn't be happy. I'd be very unhappy. I don't think anyone in that world is unhappy. Is happy. You like wouldn't, you wouldn't know any. You wouldn't know any better. No, I, I, I genuinely don't think any in the in the way that world has been presented, written, characterized, yeah, voice I know. acted, I know. developed, voice shown acted. to us. I don't think there is any room for anyone to be happy in any world in GTA ever. Not in any lasting, meaningful, genuine way. I don't think they've I don't think they know how to write characters or stories that involve characters like that. So I don't think I think they don't exist in that world. I don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> It is funny. You know to what me I mean? Much, it is funny to me how much you despise the well, the, the, like, the language of Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't despise it. I despise the idea of living in it, but that feeds into how I. There's a part of me that just doesn't get the appeal of it. I just don't get the appeal of GTA in some in some fundamental way. It just is not for me. Yeah, which is fine. Like, so that's yeah. Like like there's that thing with how Trevor just like lives on his cousin's couch. And actively makes his cousin's life worse. But it's not in like a ha-ha funny way. It's in like, no, he actively degrades their their quality of life, his cousin and his partner, for months until he just kills them. And like, I actually don't think that's funny. <laughs> I think that's a little funny. Nah. Um, I don't like it. I don't want to live in the world of Shadow of the Colossus. Very empty. Yeah. Also, like all of the Souls games, I think maybe is the answer for me. Oh, the worst, mm, actually. I yeah. Think. Dark Souls and, um, 1, 
Bloodborne. It's just just atrocious. Yeah, yeah. Those are those aren't post-apocalypse. Those are mid-apocalypse. Yeah, I think I think Bloodborne is maybe the worst for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of my last my last answers is God of War. Because that's like, oh, you know, the people aren't too upset in that one. It's because there's no people anymore. Because the world is ending. Because it's all awful. You're either a, you're a droger or you've been you're a, you're a ghost who can't find rest, or you're yeah. a god mixed up in a conflict that yeah, you didn't want to part in, but you have to be because you're powerful enough to be involved in it. Yeah, the doomsday clock on in those worlds is like a minute to midnight. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with Sam Elden says Ring. Elden as well. Ring? So it's the same thing for me because it's like the Elden Ring is like a land between kind of area and it's like it's... That's what it's called. Yeah, but it's like it's like if functionally it's like you're kind of there for a reason almost. And yeah. You, like it's you sort of get brought there, I feel. That's true. I mean, that is the, 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 the point of that game. If you're not one of the, the mindless undead, then you're you're being compelled to seek the Elden Ring. Um, if we're just talking about the world, though, if it was just us plonked in it, I think if, like, all the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne, Demon Souls, they are all quite awful. I think Elden Ring is, like, 50 years before that state of those worlds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just slightly before how bad those places are, um, which helps it. But it's still not saying much. It's still pretty yeah. dog shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and maybe finally, my, my final one for awful um, is Death Stranding. Yeah, because yeah. you are, like there's like acid there's like, rain. Yeah, acid rain. There's these awful monsters, and there's bridge babies, and there's like there's like maybe three hundred people in that world, and it's like yeah, and there's nothing to do but either be inside and open up your Amazon boxes or be outside and deliver the boxes in incredibly hazardous environments. It is... I I still think that game is... As as the years go by, it is aging wonderfully. As yeah, like a, I, I'm feeling more and more that I, I want to get into it. I want to give it a go. It, it, is, it is incredible that, like, it is... Like, it is the literal end of the world in that game. Like, it is like, you know, America is broken, etc., and yeah, it's still... no post-apocalypse. It's just the apocalypse won. There will be no post-apocalypse. It, yeah, it, it's it's living through the end of the nation while also you're still doing contracts and have to do capitalism. <laughs> Anticipated COVID. Oh my God, that that's dark. Tootie, um, what do you mean by everyone speaks like they are written by Kojima? Is that a oh, good like, thing they, or a bad they all, thing? They all are stilted in, in the best way. Okay. Uh, thank you for reminding us to get to that one, Sam. We did that one did slip by. We didn't put it in the dock. Thank you for catching us there. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna close out the show. Uh, but thanks so much for listening to this one. Uh, next week's topic is going to be ranking the Halo games. So, Tootie, I know you've been playing Halo recently. Uh, we're gonna be ranking. Maybe not Halo Wars. Maybe only Jeremy can rank, rate Halo Wars. I haven't played it. But at least Halos one, two, three, four, five, infinite. Reach and ODST. At least those eight Halo games, maybe more. Why are uh, we we'll doing? See. Why are we doing Halo, Kerry? Uh, because next week's episode is going to be Minimap Cast episode number one one seven. 
which, for those that don't know, is the, num- the, Halo is the number of Spartan. It's the number of, of Spartan that John Halo is. Uh, he is Spartan 117. And so it's, it's, it's time. I'm going to talk about what? something after the break. After the... Okay. I'm going to talk about something. I have another right. idea. Sam says, looking forward to this outro. That's right. The intro that we got at the start of the show. You've made it to the other end where we get to hear the brand new outro. Strap in, everybody. It's going to be a good time. Here we go. Starting to read from the script. Now, like I said at the beginning... Oh, wait, no. I, I, I've kind of been putting... I've been, I've been weaving it in naturally. So let the me just read it. The opposite of a script. It is the opposite of a script. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Let me start from the top. We're going to do a, a slight bit of rehashing here, but it'll be quick. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that final topic. We insert feelings on topic here. Okay, not not that. You can, like you I said at the beginning, we already said that bit though, so yeah, I'm, I'm moving past I know, it. I know. Like I said at the beginning of the show, next week we're going to be insert topic for next week here. It's Make sure you don't miss says. that one by following our socials at MinimapAU. You can follow us individually too. Jeremy, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at obi one You can follow me on Twitter at... Oh, and then I say it. At KJ Palmer underscore 24. Well, I didn't know uh, what you can also head- Twitter handle was. <laughs> no, I didn't forget it. It's just not written in the script, Jeremy. No, I didn't. When I wrote it, I didn't remember what it was. <laughs> oh, you couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, I'm Ron Burgundy, says Sam. You can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything minimap related. Uh, for those of you that are with us live on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post show. Uh, for those of you listening on a podcast service or on YouTube, make sure to give us those oh-so-tasty question mark five-star ratings. It does mean a lot to us, and consider joining us for next week for the live show. It's a good time. Lastly, you can support us on Patreon if you want to help keep the lights and mics on. You could do that by heading over to patreon.com slash minimapau. You've got the URL right this time. And for five bucks Australian, uh, you can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, Ah, uh, p- pardon me, I misspoke. Podcast, all while helping us out greatly. Thanks. Ramble. Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you thought about that intro and outro. If Tasty you have any thoughts five on five star ratings, Kerry. Tasty five star ratings? Question mark. Did you did you miss that before when you were going through it? <laughs> no, I did, but I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I quite like my what I was saying before of the oh, the thumb up or the five star or the tick or the plus or whatever it is. I, I like that one. Look, it's your it's very inclusive. Outro, but it's it's a lot. <laughs> it was so tasty. You said enough of tasty every episode. We thought about that at the beginning. Too. Yeah, with um when I said uh stories. You're, we gotta, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna get to the post show. We're starting to talk with chat. We're gonna get to the post show. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, for getting through the intros and outros with us, for talking about open worlds. We're gonna be here next week with Halo for episode one one seven. But until then, hope you all stay safe. Hope you all have a good week, and we'll see you next time.